Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Tender Joy. I'm your host, Cindy. And I'm your host, Scott. We have a few cool articles for you on this podcast. The first article is about urban forest. The second one is about EV charging roads. And our last article is about social parrots. All right, so let's jump into our first article. If you're considering a journey to the wealthiest city-state on the other side of the world, you'll be delighted to know that Capita Spring Tower in Singapore, designed with a biophilic approach, now boasts a publicly accessible urban forest that is teeming with life. To discover spacious green areas in Singapore's commercial center, you must ascend to a height of 17 to 20 stories above ground level. However, on the green oasis level of Capitia Spring, which is open to the public, a spiral path winds its way through gardens and miniature versions of tropical forests, similar to those that once existed in the area before Singapore's development. Located on the rooftop, there are three market gardens that provide fruits, vegetables, herbs, and flowers to the three restaurants situated within the building. The building's facade features not only windows, but also nooks where trees grow, creating a green and lively atmosphere. In 2018, construction began under the guidance of two renowned European architect firms, Carlo Ratti Associati and the Bajark Ingalls Group. Given the distinctive nature of Singapore's urban landscape, which is both densely populated and green, we opted to create a design that explores tropical urbanism in a vertical format explains Bajark Ingalls, the founder, adding that the tower represents a vision of a future in which the city and countryside, culture and nature can coexist harmoniously. The building spanning 51 stories features over 80,000 trees and plants throughout 90,000 square feet of landscaped space. The Capita Spring Tower reflects the vision of Singapore's founder Lee Kuan Yew, who famously referred to the city-state as a garden city. Despite accommodating a population of 6 million in an area smaller than Greater London, the city is abundant in greenery and the incorporation of plants is a mandatory requirement in building regulations. Capita Spring is among several high-rise buildings and large structures in the region that adopt biophilic design principles. That is awesome to see places trying to incorporate more plants and trees into urban areas. Alright, now on to our next article. Sweden's E20 highway stretch is set to become the nation's first operational charging road for heavy-duty vehicles transporting freight across the country. The E20, which stands for Europe rather than electric, connects the three major cities of Stockholm, Gothenburg, and Malmö and runs between Hallsberg and Arebro in the central part of the country. The project, covering a vast 21-kilometer, 13-mile stretch of road, is scheduled for construction to begin in 2025. However, the charging method has not been finalized yet. Previously implemented charging roads in Europe have relied on external equipment such as overhead wires similar to city tram lines or undercarriage mounted arms that attach to an electrified rail along the road. Building wireless charging infrastructure down the center of the lanes is the most practical and feasible option for both cars and trucks. This technology would involve emitting an electromagnetic signal from the charging infrastructure to a coil placed underneath the vehicle. The coil would be small enough to be installed on both sedans and tractor trailers. 
To avoid overloading heavy-duty trucks with bulk battery packs needed for long-distance transportation, it's crucial to establish practical charging infrastructure for long-haul trucking in larger European countries. According to Jan Peterson, the Director of Strategic Development at Traveca, the Swedish Transportation Administration, relying solely on stationary charging solutions for heavy-duty vehicles would result in vehicles carrying an excessive amount of batteries. Peterson's comment highlights the importance of developing efficient and effective charging solutions for the transportation industry. The creation of charging infrastructure that suits the needs of heavy-duty trucks will reduce the load carried by vehicles and make long-haul trucking more practical and sustainable. A recent study cited by Euronews revealed that 412 privately owned cars driving on certain sections of Swedish national and European roads could experience a decrease of over 50% in battery capacity due to a combination of home charging and access to electrified roads. The study also found that only 25% of all roads would require electrification for the system to function effectively. That is so cool that you can charge your car just by driving on the road. Alright, now on to our last article. A recent study aimed to explore whether parrots, which are popular pets in American households with over 20 million being kept, would enjoy video calling each other similar to humans. The Birds of a Feather study involved recruiting more than a dozen parrot owners and their birds to investigate whether video calling would alleviate parrot loneliness which poses a real threat to the bird's mental health. While platforms such as Zoom, Skype, and FaceTime have helped humans stay connected during COVID-19 lockdowns, the study suggests that video calls could also benefit other creatures, such as parrots. A team of scientists from Northwestern University, MIT, in the University of Glasgow conducted a study where parrots were trained to initiate video calls with other parrots. To begin the call, the parrots were taught to ring a bell and then touch the picture of another parrot on a tablet screen. The study involved experienced parrot owners who could identify signs of fear, aggression, or disinterest, which could lead to damage to the cages or the birds. In the first phase, the 18 parrots made 212 video calls with a maximum duration of 5 minutes, but some dropped out of the study, leaving 15 parrots for the second phase. During the open call period that followed the first phase, the 15 parrots made 147 video calls with each other over two months, and they were able to choose who they wanted to call. According to Northwestern, the birds initiated calls independently and understood they were communicating with other parrots. Moreover, the caregivers reported that the video calls were positive experiences for the parrots, and some caregivers even witnessed their birds learning new skills from their video friends. The study also revealed that the birds engaged in most calls for the maximum allowed time and formed strong preferences for certain individuals. In the pilot study, for instance, a Goffin's cockatoo named Ellie, belonging to Northwestern researcher Jennifer Kunha, became close friends with a California-based African gray parrot named Cookie. According to Kunha, the birds still talk over a year later. The study found that parrots form strong preferences and initiate calls with the birds that they receive the most requests to chat from, similar to humans. However, the researchers cautioned that introducing video calling technology to parrots require a slow and careful approach with experienced handlers. The study highlighted that parrots can be particular about which birds they interact with, and unmonitored interactions could result in fear, aggression, and property damage. 
Larger parrots could even break electronic devices like iPads and tablets. However, it is heartwarming to see in the accompanying documentary how these intelligent birds can form a bond with new friends miles away, especially considering that socialization is a crucial part of a parrot's well-being. Alright, so we hope you enjoyed listening about urban forests, EV charging roads, and social parrots. Feel free to email us at tenderjoypodcasts at gmail.com with other article suggestions. Thanks for tuning in to Tender Joy and catch you on the next one.